Good day, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, good day. Are we broadcasting from <laughs> Australia? We are, mate. And as I was saying, welcome to the latest edition of the What's What podcast, where today we're breaking down, drum roll please. (laughs) Oh my God, that's actually pretty good. Anyway, uh, but I digress. Customer service. Yep, yep. I'd say that's a big topic to tackle. So, well, thank God we've got our Motley crew with us today. I'm your host, Matt Marcotte, joined this week by Alex Drinker. Hello. Celeste Richardson. Hello. And Kimberly Barrick. Howdy. Ooh, that love your microphone, Kimberly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to get the show on the road. So customer service is taking center stage when it comes to the customer experience. So when we think about how a retailer can deliver a connected experience, it's truly the final frontier. Live long and prosper. <laughs> right? Yeah. So service has become more critical than ever as demand for service has increased alongside of a surge in transactions. So with a lot of antiquated service models and systems, many retailers struggle to deliver exceptional and personalized service. So thanks for the lowdown, Kimberly. But would be great as if you could give us a scoop on like, why do you think this is happening and pretty much what the market forces are that are causing the change? Sure can. Yes. So the first thing up is e-com. So as e-com continues to boom, we saw record levels in 2021 in addition to what we saw in 2020. So these huge increases are driving challenges across the board. So from supply chain to merchandising to purchases and returns, Retailers are really struggling to provide a service experience that meets customer demands across all these different aspects. And having people to do the work is a huge piece of the puzzle, too. True words. Never spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So service calls are at an all-time high, and many organizations lack efficient tools and tech in their call center, which makes turnover and burnout about the only consistent thing for retailers these days. Mm-hmm. And once consumers do get in touch with a service agent, it's likely that the agent won't have the info they need to really serve the customer in that moment. With an average of 44 disparate front-end systems wow. Wow, used to manage consumer engagement, right? It's virtually impossible for many retailers to deliver a good experience. Man, what a punch to the gut. (laughs) (laughs) You see, all of this is a problem because customers, unfortunately or fortunately, know what they want. And what they want is a simple experience. And they want to get issues resolved quickly. And we know they don't have much tolerance for a bad experience. Wait, that's right. You mean people don't like to spend hours on the phone with a total stranger? I mean, if you can get one, trying to get an issue resolved. Right. I mean, it's shocking. And those high expectations are being driven by a general understanding that many retailers collect customer data, yet many retailers don't use it to improve the experience for customers. And more, customers tell us it feels like sales, service, and marketing just don't share information across the board. And while this seems like a tall order for retailers, they really are becoming table stakes. So you get with it, people. Get with it is right. And hey, this there is some really cool innovation I had some bright, shiny objects coming um, happening throughout retail, but the fundamentals like building a connected service experience should really be the priority for retailers still, right? Oh, slow clap, slow clap, because I (laughs) I could not agree more. So true. I'm with you guys too. And I get that we say that it's table stakes, but like, it's not that easy, right? Like we would have already had seamless experiences where we (laughs) talked to the person, right? right away and don't have to ask for the manager. Um, So I don't know. Let's talk through some of the challenges with putting in the fundamentals. 
Uh, Yep, that would be great. I've got a few things to throw out there to get the ball rolling. So first, we're going to think about moving from a cost center to a profit center. So if an agent has a customer on the phone or in a chat window, that's an opportunity to drive some additional engagement. So whether it's ordering a new size and simultaneously sending return label for another product or suggesting an add-on for something they already purchased, retailers need to be able to transact in all of these moments. Mm. Sneaky, but I love it. (laughs) Right? And even before a customer has to call an agent, they should be able to self-serve. That's when you think of automation in action. Customers Mm -hmm. want speed and agility, and in the service world, that means self-service. And self-service is really a benefit to the agent as well, with self-service driving a huge reduction in overall call volume. Mm -hmm. Driving speed and efficiency can also be achieved when we think about thoughtfully structured automation. So it'll help customers solve their own problems and help agents work more efficiently. This is making sure that you're getting the right call to the right person at the right time. And antiquated service models are really expensive, with costs coming from headcount, long call times, and really high caseloads. (laughs) Ching. <laughs> uh, it just all adds yeah. up. So, you know, retailers, they have to start thinking differently about this and shifting their thought process from a call center mindset to a service from anywhere mindset. So like move from the standard service experiences to an exceptional service experience. They really need to embrace a service from anywhere mentality. Uh, so like Matthew McConaughey in space. Can you serve <laughs> Team Earth. <laughs> okay, Elon Musk. I'm there. I don't know. Maybe one day. I don't know, Alex. Keep dreaming. But I mean, whoever is in the agent chair when the call comes in or associate on the floor with the customer, they have the knowledge that they need to know about the customer and the tools to serve them in that moment. Yes. And a final element when we think about these challenges is how service really drives loyalty. So when we think about the service experience, tying it into loyalty, it's really important to think about how the experience comes to life for customer segments. So maybe it's a special service channel for your top tier customers or proactively following up after a large purchase, whatever it means for your organization with the staggering cost of acquiring new customers, a quality service experience is critical in retention and also much more cost effective. So I think what we're all saying here is there is Really no shortage of things to solve for. That's right. (laughs) Okay. So since we are doing that, let's talk money as well. So what are the business capabilities these companies need to invest in to truly be able to deliver that connected and consistent service? So I will start. Automation, which we kind of talked about from recruiting the workforce to planning shifts to training and upskilling associates. Automation can really drive major efficiencies, right? And when they can work more efficiently, they oftentimes want to stay with an organization for longer, which in turn reduces that dreaded turnover. And mm-hmm. of course, there's AI-powered service, which is service should really have a three-prong approach, self-service, AI-assisted, and agent-assisted. And self-service should really lead the way, as Kimberly talked about earlier, if a customer needs help, getting them rooted in the right way can ensure a faster resolution. Frankly, I don't know about you guys, but I just want something or someone to answer a question or just answer me. I It's the waiting <laughs> that kills me. So now that so I've gotten true. off my soapbox, Kimberly, you want to take the rest? I would love to. So the next one up is thinking about connected systems. So agents need to see all their history in a single pane. What were the past purchases? Have there been other service tickets open? Are there tickets open right now? Are customers with a service issue still being targeted with marketing messages? And then, of course, is the order management integration piece. And this is about empowering that agent to make it right. 
Order management will allow agents to modify, to update, add on, or even cancel orders. And if the agents are able to transact, then the call center shifts from being a cost center to a profit center. Mm-hmm. Bring that money in. <laughs> um, I also think that customer loyalty integration is really, really critical. So if a retailer has done a lot to build out their loyalty tiers, then the service experience should match that. So if I am in the highest tier, I should get priority service, right? <laughs> like roll out the red carpet for me, please. And service really needs to serve as the front line of customer experience. And it's a critical element of fostering trust and really driving that connectivity and loyalty. And really, as retailers are fighting to drive revenue and grow profit, it's increasingly important that they invest in these areas to help them deliver these exceptional experiences and, and you know, overall help the customer retention cost. Yeah. I mean, did you know it's anywhere, great stat, from it's anywhere from five to 25 times cheaper to retain an existing customer than it is to acquire a new one? It's insane. So, I mean, everybody talks about filling the funnel. Let's just figure out how to keep the folks on board that we have. For Amen. Sure. Well, listen, okay. So it's clear service has become a horizontal experience, interesting phrase, right? Across the entire customer journey with a retailer, it should no longer be siloed to just a call center agent. So access to information, self-service, automation, AI routing for recommended actions and faster time to resolution are leading to better customer experiences and increasing brand loyalty. We know that that's actually kind of the playbook. So the question is, who's doing it well? Anyone want to actually uh, give me some examples? I, I, I've got, I've got one. Well, I, I, I watch this from afar because I'm not a diamond member at Delta, but I know a lot of diamond folks. But their service experience is second to none. You have dedicated line. You get to people faster. I was actually sitting at the desk in a uh, storm when everybody's flights were getting canceled, and the service agent at the counter said, "You have better luck calling your diamond number to get." faster results than I can here. So they essentially oh. bypass even some of the wow. experienced folks and you go direct to your one-to-one coach. They also, by the way, pick you up in a really nice car on the tarmac if you're running late for your next flight and drive you across the airport on the grounds as opposed to running through the airport like a crazy person in home alone. So that's it. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. All right, yeah. so we all have a goal, become diamond status. Seriously. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I would be glad to share. I am a Rent the Runway super fan girl. Um, and I know I've chatted with many people who've used it in different iterations, and I've used their unlimited subscription off and on over the last few years. And as we, you know, thought things were getting back to normal and might be traveling more, I re-upped it and started getting items sent to my home. Then another wave of COVID hit. I don't remember which one and everything shut down again. (laughs) And I realized I don't actually need these clothes. I'm not actually leaving my house ever. So I was able to go in (laughs) and (laughs) one day, one day. Um, But I was able to go in and really quickly pause my membership and delay it until the next month. And it used to be something where you had to email in the customer service and they would do it for you. So it required that transaction. Now it's a simple button within the app. I can go in. I can see exactly when it's set to renew. So if I want to delay the next month again, I know exactly what day I need to do that to make sure I'm not getting billed. So it's become so easy for me to you know, basically have it work for me the way I want it to pause it when I need it and resume it when I'm ready to, to get back out there in the world. Love that. All right. Well, listen, those are amazing examples. And I want to thank you all for helping break down this incredibly important trend. We have a lot of good info to chew on, but before we go, 
we always have to talk about what's sparking joy for this week. And Celeste, I'm sure you've got something cooking. I no? do have something. Uh, so for all like my 90s friends, where are my Light Bright fans at? Uh, yes, please. Love it. <laughs> Uh, well, this product should uh, hit you with all the nostalgia fields. The Divum Pixu on Amazon is like a light bright in the modern age. So it's a digital picture frame with app control that allows users to display the time, the temperature, or their very own digital pixel art. Pretty cool. That is really cool. And it just kind of maybe missed childhood as long ago as that might have been. <laughs> well, for just over $55, you can have a modernized slice of your childhood lighting up your life every single day, Matt. <laughs> or if you have no idea what we're talking about, you're young and you should just feel lucky that you're not old like us. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Alec. I, I think. All I know is that $55 is what I used to make a week back then. No, I'm just um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, what's waters? Thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you on the other side. Have a great one. Bye-bye. 